welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Um, joining me today on the show, I've got a very talented visual artist. Um, she's got an exhibition going on at the Linden Sculpture Garden uh, in the Round Deer area. And um, she has just so much talent in the work that she does. And I'm excited to talk to her all about um, her artistry, her passions, and why she does what she does. Ariana Baith, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ben. I'm uh, very excited to be here. Um, our opportunities to talk are really just, are just fun, and thank you for bringing me on your platform. But uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm looking, having, look, I'm going to be uh, going over to a another artist's studio today later on to uh instigate a mural project that would be my first mural um or public art piece um so i'm um, kind of jazzed about that Sweet. yeah that's <laughs> awesome that's really exciting um like who's it with um that's with the fabulous uh 2000 what is it 19 mary knoll recipient linnea sprouls Oh, hell yeah. My best friend and uh, an amazing artist. Um, and I'm going to be um, very much learning from her in some ways. Like, um, I guess um, painting in a kind of a different form, like painting in public art form is not going to necessarily have the same amount of, I mean, in, in just like in, I guess, simple terms and just detail work because it's not meant to be, um, it's meant to be passed and seen from a farther distance. So I'm really excited about this process actually. Um, and kind of, I hope it, I see it more as like a way to open up my brain into how to make images in different ways. So I'm, I'm kind of really excited about it. Yeah, that's, I like, that sounds awesome. I'm, shout out to Linnea. Um, uh, where is it? It's going to be kind of several micro murals um, okay, to be announced. Um, we are both, uh, we both work in portraiture and make, and we both make a lot of work um, that references our peers. And these will be paintings of different people in Milwaukee who have been doing a lot of work this summer with Black Lives Matter. And they are just some really fantastic people. So I guess our goal is to kind of put the individual murals in similar neighborhoods that they occupy. So like um, that these micro murals, um, which are, that's what I'm calling them, because sure. they're kind of skinny or maybe like between like four foot by eight feet and like yeah. three feet by like three feet in different it's areas. A, it's an applicable term for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, that's super, super awesome. I, yeah, like I've noticed like the murals been popping up like um on holton and uh, like just driving by them uh is just it's so remarkable it's striking it's vibrant and it's just like super empowering for the revolution right now so i like you know we can't get enough of them definitely yeah there are some really remarkable ones on holton um i've i'm i was i was very anxious um i'm like but I'm looking, I'm really excited to do it. It's just new, new things are always make you anxious, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was so anxious to do this over Zoom. 
but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I finally stopped being stubborn and uh, figured it out. So, yeah. Um, well, I wish you the best of luck in that uh, later today then. Hell yeah. Thank you. So before we do that, um, before um, you know, we talk about your current projects and your goals and stuff, I'd love to take it back a little bit um, and uh, talk about, um, I guess, how you started finding visual art, like growing up, like as a creative outlet for yourself. I've was always, I mean, is that what everyone says? Um, I was like the creative kid when I was in elementary school. Um, I think it was just the way that I saw how adults kind of reacted to me, how I would, you know, I think we're all looking for approval and attention. And um, I also just really liked it. I really enjoyed drawing all the time. And I had a lot of adults, especially but primarily in elementary school who, um, made sure I was either doing, I was always preoccupied. I was able to like work with sometimes the older kids. Like if I was in second grade, I can work with like the upper elementary schoolers and do like kind of, or work with the, the markers instead of the crayons or something like that. Um, you know, that's a sense of pride, I think when you're little, um, when you get the, the advanced, uh, yeah. art, supplies and shit yeah yeah it makes you feel pretty cool um yeah. and then i went to a magnet middle school um which i was uh, fortunate that my parents and my teachers um were like were very proactive in making you know making sure i was my, i was ready um and then from the middle school which was just a great program i went to the magnet high school and this is all in baltimore county um okay. that's where i'm from sure and um, they have like yeah, public uh, magnet schools that are really phenomenal. And not only are they phenomenal, but they put you with all these other um, high schoolers that are pretty focused. Um, and so whether it'd be different primes, like everyone was kind of <laughs> pretty focused in whatever um, program they were in. So it was, it lit well to like where I am now. And so it prepared me for going to art schools and applying to art colleges. Totally. Sure. I, I didn't know you were from the East Coast, actually. Um, yeah. Baltimore, sure. How, like, how does Baltimore compare to Milwaukee? Just curious. Um, <laughs> when, before I moved to Milwaukee, and then now, now that I'm here, um, Milwaukee is, you know, very segregated as we all know um and baltimore is i almost think of like kind of baltimore as like a you know how milwaukee's like a like kind of more i think like a like a pie chart like it's very divided and what big chunks are where where each group of people live um baltimore i think almost reminds me more of like a checkerboard like there it's <laughs> um it's segregated but like in in um and especially this is more pronounced in the city um, area where like uh, different areas might will be more affluent and they'll be really close to um, more areas in need. So sure. um, they're much closer together. And I think that's kind of like what I kind of think people are kind of get freaked out about Baltimore because um, everything is so close to one um, to each other. Two of my favorite bands are from Baltimore. What, Beach House? And Beach House. 
<laughs> yeah, that's one. <laughs> the other one. Animal Collective. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, this is really awesome. I had beach house phase, and okay, and I still like beach house. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's kind of like, yeah, it's it's kind of like it's sad, but it's also like, you know, I I feel like a lot of like my first impressions of like cities that I don't know much about are like what bands I like or that are from there, you know. So, <laughs> I think that's. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. I think I think of like what's the art museum look like? Cause I mean, that's like that's where I'm gonna visit if I visit a city first. Like that will be on my tourist destination spot. Yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, so you went to Ma yeah, you went to Myad, right? Yes, Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. Yes, and that is what brought you here. I take it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, what was your area of focus while you were studying? I, when I was in high school, I kind of wasn't sure where I was going to focus in. I was very, I was always, I mean, um, had a, a pretty strong painting program, which is very fortunate because that's not happening everywhere. But um, I think I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go to Mayad. And I really thought I was going to go into industrial design um, just for pragmatic reasons. And I took one class and I was, I was not bad at it. Cause like, you know, I could draw, but it was a drawing class. So I was like, oh no, I don't know if I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna like this like in the long run. So, um, you know, those, those things change. You can come for some reason and then like, you know, you, you realize like, oh, my part will not be in this. And I was very fortunate to have supportive parents. Like, okay, this is, this is your, you got this, you, this is your scholarship. You can, you can choose whatever you want. At least, you know, no um, harping at least on me in that part. And I knew I really wanted to do studio arts. Like I just knew that no matter what I was doing, um, if I was taking another kind of major focus or design focus, major focus, first off, I don't think I would be really good at it, honestly. I don't think I have a designer's eye. Um, I like very jumbled and not well, I think I just have a very tacky taste in design. But I just knew that I was always gonna be wanting to make work that was on walls and I decided to follow what I really wanted to do. <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, the studio, awesome. so integrated studio arts, or what they now call it as new studio practice. Okay, sure. And the studio, like, I guess, like, how is that defined? Is it defined by, like, what, like, where it goes, like, on walls and stuff? Like, how does it work? So, um, when I was in college, um, they, they changed it the following year. It was called integrated studio arts. Like, these are just... Um, terms just define that like it's a studio-based practice program so everyone in the class is making artwork and it doesn't have to be necessarily hung on walls it just happened to be someone who makes two-dimensional painting okay, sure. um, but that um, you can either take like a studio-based class that was kind of surrounding a medium or it could be surrounding a subject matter um, and or and you, and you, everyone has, there's requirements, obviously, there has to be a certain amount of like um, conceptual requirements and make, um, they kind of, most schools, I think, want you to have some kind of material focus in some sense, like whether that be um, a woodworking focus, uh, a metalworking, printmaking is very popular. We have a 
kind of a pretty phenomenal printmaking studio at Maya. Um, or um, it could be concept driven. It could be like based on space. And that, that sounds very broad, but like um, it kind of like, it gives you, I think a lot of art school is like that. You have to kind of build your own curriculum. Otherwise, when you leave the art school, if you can't really build your own curriculum, you're not, you might not be a successful person regardless. <laughs> Uh, because it is yeah, yeah. self-driven. <laughs> Building your own curriculum reminds me of the movie Accepted. You ever seen that? Yeah, actually, is that the school like that where like they didn't like they just made up a fake college? Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't see that. I did. Yeah, <laughs> and they like, put all all the classes that they want to take like on a big board. <laughs> it's yeah, but I mean, honestly, like as silly as a movie is kind of a cool concept like sort of designing what you want to learn what you want out of a program like actually like the imagination is definitely there so that's cool how like you kind of do something like that with mm -hmm. your, your program um so uh so after you graduated i guess like what did your career look like um <laughs> my you know every does anyone graduate from college uh, i mean maybe i guess some people do um and i guess when i graduated i think we all had this kind of hunky-dory attitude maybe a little bit like oh you know what we're gonna we're gonna keep making it we're gonna keep doing this and i just happened to have a lot of things lined up after graduation um just for some some seeds i've been sowing um either on purpose or just like I kind of fell into, or not necessarily fell into, that's not the right words. Um, different opportunities I'd taken, like as simple as like showing work at my holiday sale. And someone particular was walking around the Museum of Wisconsin Art, was was very intrigued by my work. And like, you know, people would kind of follow you in, in that kind of sense. Um, so I had, a, I had a, a few things kind of like on the horizon after I graduated. So that summer, of 2017 was wild in that sense. I thought I had a job. I thought I had a job at this institution in Milwaukee. Um, I, like I straight up thought I had a job. I was in the interview, like I was in, was there, did an in-person interview. They're like, all right, we will let you know. Um, we'll, we'll email you about your schedule. And I was so excited and I never got a call back. And it was honestly the best thing that could have happened because, because that happened, I. I wasn't actively looking for jobs. I wasn't actively looking for things. Um, and I had earlier in that year quit my server job. So, um, which was a good investment because I was in that time between quitting and like graduating, I'd sold a couple paintings, uh, like four paintings from graduation. That was, that, that was a good accumulation for me. Um, and it just really opened up my summer for a lot of interesting gig work, like, you know, we're all doing the gig economy and that can, that it was super exciting. Um, and I also, also got a lot of work done, um, was making a lot of paintings and I didn't have a studio yet. I was actually just painting on my porch cause it's the summer in Wisconsin and the, I had a, was it a, a deck? <laughs> so I could paint in the, on my porch and it was a really, it was a fun time. I was like, just graduated, feeling really good about myself. Um, 
So yeah, that summer I had a, a show um, at the Portrait Society Gallery, um, which is in Third Ward. Um, and then a solo show at what is now the St. Kate Hotel, but before it was just the Intercontinental Hotel um, as kind of a, um, after participating in the Fister Artist in Residency finalist, um, I was given that opportunity and that was very exciting to have a solo show like right after school. Um, I'm at, and getting it together myself, like that was, there wasn't much people to help me, um, but it, it, it did kind of like, it was a good like, all right, do everything. Um, and a lot of people really came through and helped me like just, so that did show a lot of like, oh, I have a lot, I have a community here. And this is also one of my, my homes. That's super awesome. That's like, that's like um, very affirming, you know? <laughs> yeah um the gig economy yeah it's it's intimidating for sure but with affirmation like that like having community that's there to like rally around like value you for what you do is like you know that's you know ultimately what a creative needs um so i guess um how in your artwork in your paintings and stuff like I you know there's kind of like the typical questions of like oh what are you influenced by you know like what time period of like art or specific artists or whatever which is a valid question but also like you know I've firmly believed that like artists whether they're visual music film whatever the medium is like have like there's a lot of influences from everyday life that goes into it so I guess like what what would you say like out of just you know things in life or just like concepts or ideas or imagery like what does what I guess what does inspire you influence you in your work I really do love going to art museums like it is um just just being able to go to a museum, especially because oftentimes they're pretty big. And um, I am just, I love just seeing work in person and um, it's just so moving. And in Madison a couple years ago, or maybe I just, maybe just a year and a half or two years ago, the Nathaniel Mary Quinn show on the, was, and he is a Chicago based artist. Um, has just these beautiful collage paintings slash um, drawings like um, that were portraits or collages or configurations of people in his life. And oh, that was like pretty, pretty phenomenal to see, especially when you get to see someone's solo show. Cause it's like, you get like a little breath of like, um, or you can just imagine, like, it's like, we can't necessarily know what's going on in people's heads, but like, I guess building that image, when you have a, a body of work versus like one painting is pretty, it's just, it's just really special. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, that was, that was a really um, beautiful show. And then I believe maybe a couple years, maybe like the same time, like it was maybe during a summer, I was, when I was in Baltimore, I loved going to the BMA. The Baltimore Museum of Art, that's just a, a great, uh, always just a really fantastic collection of work there. But 
Nadika Akunili Crosby, um, who I actually had been kind of following year. Like, I didn't realize I was following her, I guess, in a way, um, because I had, I got like a, a pamphlet for the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Art. And it was, you know, it was like, you know, it was a fold out poster. And I didn't go to that school, but I just kept the poster. And it was her work as, because I guess she was, um, she was getting her, she was getting some degree, she was pursuing some degree program there. And then seeing her work at the BMA, like it was just like a full room. And these, it's also kind of beautiful. They were between her work and, um, Nathaniel Mary Quinn's work, they were both on paper. And I guess I'm kind of intimidated by paper just because like, it's so fragile. Like, what if I rip it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With my, like, my moving or something. And I, like, I cried too easily. But, like, just seeing these kind of really beautiful, precious works. Um, and her work, um, Karasi's work is, like, um, she's an African um, and American artist. Um, and she makes... She definitely kind of uses printmaking in her work, um, along with like kind of very painterly um, painting. So like kind of photo trans um, transfers and like printmaking. And I, I, um, I guess when I see these people's artwork, I'm like, oh, I just get really excited that like I don't know where I, like, I know where I am right now, and this is not necessarily where I want to be, but I just get really excited about oh how work evolves over time and seeing these like just. I mean, breathtaking pieces on like, on, especially if you're in a museum, because you kind of get wrapped and enveloped around these, these works. Um, and her work is more, it's very much um, entwined with her heritage and like family history and using patterns from her culture and then kind of like interweaving them. Um, also with um, just, you know, contemporary um, circumstances. So those people, like, I guess I see work and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to be better. I guess what kind of makes me, I really, just, that's what going to museums feels like <laughs> for totally. me. Totally, yeah, that's that's super valid. Like, um, it's kind of cool how art museums, like, can just be such a time capsule like that, you know? Like, um, I'm from the Chicago area, so, like, I grew up going to the Art Institute um, went to the Museum of Contemporary Art for, and like, it is cool how like, you know, the different halls and the different galleries and like the different collections, they transcend through time. And uh, you see like what was considered artful or what materials were being used like in different time periods. And then like, you know, what kind of like, imagery was being used in like paintings or in depictions like especially because they're so close to each other like it's like jarring to see so much and then like another room might be like a hundred I mean 10 years later is a, is a big difference I mean we don't think of it that way but it actually is a really big difference um yeah. and then you just it's it's like this it's it's like Instagram but in real life it's just like the better version right yeah <laughs> Totally. Um, yeah, I like I've gone like I've gotten really I've developed sort of an affinity for a lot of minimalist stuff too. like or just like less says more in some ways. And um, I think the Milwaukee Art Museum has a really cool um, like modern minimalist gallery that's like pretty cool. 
definitely want to go there again, check it out. Head up, I think it, oh shoot, I'm not sure if it's free anymore, it's not, I think they stopped me, it was free for, I go, for a couple months. Yeah, yeah, I keep missing those, but I should go again sometime. I just like to ask every artist this, um, do you have a favorite color? Favorite color? Green. Green. Lots of greens, there's so many kinds of greens. I saw, I was at the, I was at the Visionary Museum in Baltimore, and like, I, I, there was like an installation with a bunch of green stuff and, stuff um but it said that green is like we are eye like human eyes can like we can see the most nuance in the color green which i didn't i didn't know that before and i was like that's why i like it like <laughs> it's so versatile because i'm just so nuanced so. i'm so nuanced. so I, that's i knew that's why i liked it yeah <laughs> Because I have so many layers, you know. I love pink. <laughs> I love pink. <laughs> and you just can't see all of them just by looking at me. So, yeah. No, I, that's dope. I, yeah, I've always been huge into blue. But lately, like, I've been digging purple. And I think purple's my new favorite color. I love purple. Purple's beautiful. I mean, like, I love all colors. I mean, Yeah, like, there's beauty to everyone. Mustard is great to wear. I love mustard. Um, yeah. My mom's favorite color is yellow. She's like, I'm almost, yeah. People who say their favorite color is yellow. I'm like, those are kind of a little bit more interesting people. Like, yeah. No one, <laughs> right. No one like likes yellow. Um, yeah. I wonder, like, yeah, like, you just wonder if, like, depending on what your favorite color is, like, has some sort of, like, influence on, like, just how you perceive life and like what kind of person you are like what your personality is i don't know or maybe how if you're like if you're someone who has really strong opinions about colors that's like interesting so i'm like whoa wait a second all colors i think all colors are pretty i mean i like all like, like you know i guess except like really muddy colors <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then again like that's not necessarily true like i like a nice dull um you know like a little bit of nuanced color um right. but i guess people have strong opinions about colors that's kind of more interesting so it's like whoa what, what made you think that who made you who hurt you what yeah hurt you like this favorite color is brown it's gray yeah like some like I, I have not met a person who said their favorite color is gray yet who like sincerely meant it maybe they're just like trolling me but yeah i don't know yeah i don't know like so obviously you you know, so you get the gig works and you get the commission and whatnot, whatever. Um, do you like um, often have like multiple things you're working on at a time? I prefer to have a couple of projects up at a time. Otherwise, um, I'm not someone who can like go into a project completely and, and like um, go into it with an idea and finish it. And then like kind of start like lots of projects. I think I think we would love to do that with lots of things in our lives. But um, for me, I know that I get frustrated with things over a couple of days or like within maybe one sitting or maybe two sittings. Um, and I need to be able to like juggle other projects and kind of give my eyes some fresh things to look at um, in between projects. So preferably like to, I'm like I generally work on a couple paintings at once. Or um, right now I'm just kind of focusing on drawing and kind of um, preparatory work because I'm trying to um, get some art materials sh shipped to North Carolina because I'm going to be there for a couple months. 
cool. Um, at my mama's house. Um, Shout out mama. Mama. I'm so Shout excited. I haven't like lived with my mom. I haven't like spent more than a week's time with my mom since I graduated high school. So I was, I think that's what, that's what I decided this, I think in maybe end of May, begin, no beginning of June, I was like thinking, I don't actually, I can go anywhere. Um, and um, honestly, I've been, you know, I had been thinking, you know, Black Lives Matter has been, you know, this, this, this movement, this, this, just in the summer, like it's been going on, but this summer, um, it's punctuated with um, the coronavirus um, outbreak and kind of, it really reveals um, how fucked up this kind, how everything, um, it exposes all the, the, um, the framework that is, was never there, I guess. For anyone, and I was watching something about like you know obviously like not obviously but you know black people don't receive the same health care don't they don't have the same trust even in the healthcare community um, among many things and it made me just think about oh um me and my mom and my siblings are all like fairly guarded about like you know you know not, no one wants to say what's going on like with with themselves and I was considering like I should really take advantage of the time I can have with my mom. And I'm really anxious about it because she lives in a very small town of about 4,500 people. <laughs> um, and I'm going to see some, I'm going to see lots of family members who haven't seen me since I was very small. And I'm very nervous because it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going for her. I'm going for me. I'm going for me because I want to have time with her. Um, and but I'm just so I'm excited but like I guess I never I, I it's when you have an opportunity to do something and you're like wait nothing's holding me back and it can be kind of just scary I guess so yeah I um, yeah <laughs> I totally uh I, I know that feeling for sure like um I spent a week back home like two months ago with my family and it was nice because like, like you kind of said, like everything was just like our emotions and our feelings of like heaviness, like when it comes to like our loved ones and not knowing when like the last time you're going to see somebody like that, I think has like, it's hit us really hard, like how mortal everything is, you know? And like, I feel like we came to terms with a lot of that mortality this year because, you know, a lot of us have lost folks um, close to us, like whether it's through the coronavirus or to violence or to unfortunate circumstances. Like it's just been a really painful, mortal year. So being home with my parents for a week was like, um, like you said, it was like the most time I'd spent with them in a long time. And like, um, I just felt like a heaviness in my chest the whole time. Like, because like, I valued the time. Like, Cause it was also like exasperated by the fact that like, I was helping them move from my childhood home, you know? So like, move? Oh, it's, oh, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was emotional. Cause like everything like I'd ever known was like in this house and like, you know, grew me into the nervous wreck I am today. But uh, like, especially when you're when you're 
when you when we we um, both of us are privileged enough to have parents houses like sometimes like oh, i'm just gonna put my parents house and it yeah. will always be there i'm like no wait that's not true yeah <laughs> yeah like you're absolutely right like i am very fortunate that like i've had parents to lean on and you know conveniently go home to like if i need to like get away or something which i, I definitely needed but storage is so important for me yeah <laughs> Yeah, but because like like we lost um one of my aunts uh earlier this year which was tragic it was sudden and uh, that made me like just really really like it's i felt so emotional just even being with them for that week and you know i think this year really like just set puts into perspective like how we really like can't take anyone or anything for granted and to really like value the time we spend like with our loved ones or their families like if you do like have that privilege of a family to be with at this time like i think i think it's important i think it's it sounds like it's going to be really like impactful and special to be with your mom what it sounds like i'm so excited and i can't even like oh i just like i'm so Anxious and excited because I'm like, oh my god, I haven't like spent over a week with her like in years and years. Yeah. yeah. And she's gonna, like, what's she gonna learn about me? And right. <laughs> that we've been like so good about you can like cover up things on the phone and like you know. And then of course if you when you do meet at you know for like short period of time, no one wants to discuss anything um, that might be scary. It's like let's just absorb it. <laughs> yeah, I guess like uh, so. I know that you you have the um, the exhibition going on at the Linden Sculpture Garden right now. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, right now, most of, almost, most of the work um, in Linden right now has been work made between, I guess, the, the fall and kind of all of a quarantine. And then there's two pieces from the summer of 2019. That's when they were finished. Um, so it's a lot of recent work. Um, five um, figurative paintings, um, including the self-portrait and uh, people I've been being with, I think along these um, past several months and last year. And um, I believe 19 uh, smaller pattern paintings that are about 12 by 12 inches um, that are kind of display in, um, I mean, it's, it's a little quilt, it's a little quilt, it's, it's quilt like, because like, they're just, they're patches and they're, um, they're from, it started off um, painting like the corners of carpets, um, because um, I had, there was one painting I did like a couple of years, 2018 for my null exhibition that was, and and it was, you know, the carpet was kind of this big part of the floor. And then there was a corner that exited the composition. And I was finishing, um, I guess, a separate painting, like that, that corner to kind of uh, make a vignette to put on a t-shirt, actually, that, that they sell at No Studios. So get over there and buy it. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but um, that I am um, kind of instated, like kind of like all these little pieces that I really enjoy because I was... Uh, going I was trying you know I'm, I'm still figuring out what I want to paint and how I want to project things and I was 
super interested in the flatness of like being able to make um, a portrait. I mean, I mean, it's a portrait of an object. It was like the logo of a t-shirt. Um, there were lots of corners. They started with corners of like carpets and um, then bandanas and tablecloths. And then, they, then I didn't need them to necessarily be like corner related um, all the time. They can, and then they can kind of be turned because they're being viewed. These objects, like when I'm in, I'm taking pictures of them or if I'm painting them from life, they're they're bird's eye images, so like they can be turned anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what that means. Yeah, oh, from, like, from the top, sure. the view of a bird. Yeah, I've seen that term. I didn't know what that meant, but that makes sense. Perfect. Well, me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those are, and those I had a lot of fun, kind of working on those. Um, and finishing those up for the exhibition and finally kind of being able to see them all up together. Cause like, I, I mean, I'm used to kind of holding them and kind of doing them individually. Um, but there was something about the flatness and being able to explain that whole part, that whole, not, in, not even the whole object, obviously, it's just, a, there's just a section of an object and just be able to like have a straight on view of that particular object and get that little object uh, or get that pattern. Cause Often those patterns are referenced through other paintings or even paintings that aren't in the exhibition um, from years past. Um, that, um, it showed me, I, I did, like I realized kind of where like, where parts of my joy is. It's like, ooh, like when I can kind of explain things and it's, you know, saying entirety, even though it's just a, a fraction of it, but like when I went straight on, like a straight on part of the image. And that I guess kind of lends well to how I kind of, when I add people, when I put people in my paintings, um, right now I kind of have this kind of obsession with making sure the whole person is in the painting and like kind of giving everybody their full uh, body. When I say full body, for me, it really means like a lot to have people's hands and feet and the facial expression in it. Cause I think those are just big opportunities. So there's something about having, I guess those important objects on display and, and important features of the body on display. Um, and I'm still figuring that out, but that was, those were like the most, like, those were a lot of fun to work on, those kind of paintings. In addition to the, um, the more traditional paintings I'd worked on in the exhibition. How, uh, how long will they be up? They will be up until September 27th, I believe. They, uh, it might be extended to longer, but you don't know that. So get over there before the 27th and um, it's free to the public. So um, there's only three people allowed inside the museum or inside the um, the art institution at a time. However, it's a sculpture garden. So you're free to roam around the entire sculpture garden. It's enormous um, if there is a wait, but you know, just make an appointment and you'll have, um, and wear a mask and you'll have the opportunity to see the show, um, especially because it's free, because I really love free. <laughs> is tight free is tight well once my partner gets back to milwaukee um i'll make sure we go there because that sounds really fun yay check it out please check it out and yeah it means a lot of course and i'll uh message you when i'm there when i'm like oh. hi uh, hi ariana <laughs> this is it this is the thing <laughs> i'm here <laughs> yeah um awesome well uh it's been awesome getting to talk to you and hearing about your your ideas, your visions, you know, like 
what work looks like to you and how you get inspired. Um, I look forward to seeing how you continue to uh, extrapolate on your works. And uh, I hope that um, your uh, time with your mom is impactful, inspiring, and, uh, you know, makes you think about things abstractly, you know? I'm really looking forward to it. And thank you for having me on. Uh, it's so interesting because like before, you know, before things had changed, like it would have been before the exhibition, now it's after. So like, yeah. I feel a little bit more like settled and grounded. And for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think I grew in a lot of necessary ways, oh, like in the, in the time between like, we were gonna do this versus now, like, um, I think the, the universe, universe had a plan, you know. Um, real quick though, before we ask our closing questions, what are we looking at behind you? What's the background? Uh, this was a family portrait. Uh, this is one of my, um, my some of my uh, Milwaukee uh, um, adopted family, we'll say that. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, my Aunt Tammy is, I'm actually living here right now. <laughs> um, and her lovely children, um, Zoe and Oscar and the family dog, um, which was in uh, my Noel exhibition a couple of years ago. And um, I was like, here's your painting. <laughs> here's your painting. This is it is, it's oh. lovely. Hell yeah. The, the, dog, the dog is a great touch. <laughs> The same, the same carpet, the same thing, actually. Right oh, sweet. That's nice. Hell yeah. Well, good choice of backdrop for sure. Um, yes. So, Ariana, as we close out, I ask everyone the same two questions. First, tell me what keeps you up at night. Um, what keeps me up at night um, is um, Who's not worrying about their future? Um, who's not? I'm worrying about if I will. I'm wondering when I'm going to like, when I'm going to have my neck or like, or I hope an aha moment when I'm going to, if I think about like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not drawing enough. I'm not doing enough and now I'm asleep so I don't feel like doing it now. <laughs> what uh puts you to sleep? Yeah. Uh puts me to sleep. What puts me to sleep is knowing like um when I when I um let those voices quiet down a little bit it's like I don't have anything to worry about and I should and I can be grateful and or I should be grateful um and like and trustworthy because like if, if things have been if things have worked out so far and and I'm aware I have a network of people um who've I've gotten close with because it's, it's a little scary like being in Mo I got while I love Milwaukee and I definitely I have a lot of resources here it's still like sometimes it's still scary like not having like um I guess my parents here and like like, like I, I do miss them a lot um but just, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, I just have to remember, like, I'm actually good. And I have to just have trust. Like, I don't know um, how religious I am. I don't know. Um, but there's something in, in me and, that, and then how, 
how blessings have come um, that I'm like, I need to like, just focus on doing what I got to do my next steps and just have trust because it's been trustworthy so far. So I need to like, not put that pressure on when there's a lot for me, to, for me particular to be um, grateful for. Um, that reminds, I guess, talking, so talking to my good friends, <laughs> talking yeah. to friends and, like being in contact and like gassing other people up. That makes me feel yeah. good. Yeah, really. Yeah, I hear you. Well, um, I'm with you there. Like, um, you know, I do, I do with a lot of late night self-doubt too, but um, yeah, like, like afternoon self-doubt. I'm like, well, oh, thank God. Not <laughs> but like, no, we're about to get into self-doubt time. It's almost more. Yeah. I hate, I hate self-doubt like you know in the first hour I'm awake during the day you know like it, it hits at times like it doesn't matter time of day it hits sometimes but point is like yeah good hangs with friends are always super like they're very like um motivating um I hung out with a good friend I hadn't seen in a very long time last night and uh, that was like much needed and uh, I encourage everyone to do that. While we're in quarantine, check up on your friends. Obviously, safely, responsibly. It can even have the opposite effect, too, sometimes. Once I had, like, a lovely, amazing phone call, like, for five hours, my best friend um, was, like, between Arkansas and Baltimore. And then afterwards, I felt awful. I was like, wow. I didn't deserve that happiness. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, like, I think what, I think, um, in the middle of like like um when it was a lot when everything was um really restricted and not that they shouldn't be right now but like but that we were um we, you know we always get more information later yeah. so that was like I thought, I was like oh, I should do this more often so it doesn't feel like this like emotional roller coaster <laughs> yeah April sucked um, it did suck yeah well thank you so much. Ariana Vaith for being on the show. Um, yeah, good luck on, on the micro murals tonight. Thank and you. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah, we all look forward to seeing what you have in store. So thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, everybody. We'll see you next thank time. You.